we are so grateful that you are joining us today. We as a community pray that the Lord would refresh you as you hear today's message. If you would like to support and further the work here in the city, please visit us at www.oasischurchchicago.com or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Now, here's Pastor JP with today's message. Well, amen. So good to be here this morning. It's good to be in God's house, right? If this is your first time being here, welcome again. But if this is your first time in church, you're like, man, this, this church is crazy. <laughs> These people lift up their hands. They worship loud. We do. We're crazy. There's a lot of things to be crazy about in life, but um, we think that being crazy about Jesus is probably the most important thing. So I'm going to move this so I can see these special people. But uh, hey, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to the book of Isaiah. You should bring your Bibles to church. If you're on your phone looking at the Bible, we have cameras everywhere. And um, I'm watching what you're looking at on your screen right now. So if it's not the Bible app, we're all judging you. I'm kidding. But seriously, <laughs> open up the Bible app and go to Isaiah. Um, I titled this message today, as crazy as this title is, is Stepping into the New. Step into the New. New Year's being right around the corner. I said, God, what would you have me say to these people today? What would you like me to share? What would encourage us, build us, build our faith, build us for this season to come? What would you have me share? And this passage of Scripture actually has been ringing in my ears since back in May. Um, if you were here with us in May, we did a series called Awakening. And I was out for that month. I had surgery on my ankle, and um, I, I brought some guest speakers in, some friends of ours, and they shared. And the whole theme of the message of that, uh, that series was awakening based off of this scripture verse but what's funny is is that nobody actually preached on this scripture verse during that time and and I actually had a message just slightly written out in May because I thought I was going to share it and I didn't and uh, I opened up my notes two weeks back Andrew preached last week so well and gave me the chance to just rest for a week and um, I opened up my notes and I saw this scripture verse and you know when you write something down and you're hoping for God to do something? Anybody? Am I the only one? Not today. Please, not today. I don't want to be emotional by myself today. Um, I wrote stuff down when I wrote this originally. and I said, God, I want you to do something new. I believe you're stirring up the hearts of our people to do something new. God, would you do what your word says you would do? And I started journaling and writing stuff out. And would you know that a lot of the things that I just wrote out, God has done in 2018. It's been powerful. And so I said, I want to preach this word today to all of us so that we can walk out of here different. We can walk out of here changed. We can walk out of here encouraged. We can walk out of here transformed and inspired and ready to go take on 2019. Is anybody ready to take on this next year with God at our side? And so stepping into the new, the prophet Isaiah is writing here in chapter 43. I'll get to it in a second. You can put it up in one moment. The book of Isaiah is a very powerful book of Scripture. The prophet, he is writing to the people of Israel, God's people, God's children. And throughout Scripture in the Old Testament, the people of God constantly followed him and then constantly went the other way. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm doing my best, and I'll get to it in a second. I'm doing my best to try to read the Bible in 30 days. Pray for me. <laughs> but I'm, it's a challenge. And I'm reading the Old Testament right now, and I'm reading Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and I'm just like, yo, people of God, what were you missing? <laughs> like, he did some amazing things for you. And then the next day, you turn and go and do something else. And God's like, JP, you do the same thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so the story of Isaiah, he's prophetically speaking to these people. And the first 39 chapters is talking about how the people allowed disobedience to come in. And God said, hey, I got to get your attention, so I got to discipline you. Can I just say something? This isn't in my notes today. You know, discipline isn't a bad thing. I'm not talking being disciplined in your regimens of work or life, but when, when God corrects us, not JP's voice, but God, by his spirit, corrects us. You know what I say? And I believe it. Discipline, it's the highest form of love. Correction is the highest form of love. I believe this, and I see that God did this throughout Scripture. I'm getting to Scripture. You guys are like, come on, let's get to the Scripture, Pastor. We got 40 minutes left. But discipline and correction is truly the highest form of love. And this was God's whole thing throughout all of the Old Testament. And ultimately up to Jesus, he was saying, hey, I'm going to continually try to get your attention. I'm going to continue to draw you to me. And sometimes I'm going to have to do some things that don't feel good or that you don't want, but it's for your best. This is how good God is. That doesn't sound like a good God. I'm out. <laughs> right? Anybody? No? Okay. I'm like, I don't want the discipline. <laughs> I just want the love. Highest form of love is discipline. And so God is disciplining his people when we get to chapter 40, and they had been exiled. They had been exiled to Babylon. And now God said, okay, your time of discipline is over. I'm going to bring you back. So now they're on their way back, right? And Isaiah writes these words, many people believe, years, years, years before it even happened. He writes these words to the people of God. That's how good God is that his promises transcend time. That was a really good place to say amen. Things that he has spoken over your life, even though you haven't seen them yet, just hold steady. Hold tight. <laughs> hold tight. Okay, scripture. Here we go. Isaiah 43, 15 through 19. It's going to be up on the screen. It says this, I am the Lord, your Holy One. Remember the prophet Isaiah is sharing this. Israel's creator, your king. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the seas, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses and armies and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. He is speaking to a past moment where God redeemed his people another time, and that was out of Egypt. You guys ever see the story of Moses, right? Many of you have seen it on TV. What is it, Charleston Heston? Is that his name? Is that, is that the actor? Am I right? I'm not, I mean, I'm young, but like, that's a pretty good thing to know that. All the old people, are, yeah. So we've seen this before. God has released the people once, and he did an amazing work. He split the seas, and the people walked right through it. And it continues to say, next slide, please. And then he says this. He says all those things, and he says something profound. He says, forget, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. That's a pretty good past to dwell on, though, right? But Isaiah says, forget those things. Don't dwell 
on the past. And he says this as if God is speaking this. See, I am doing a new thing. Woo! See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Hey, 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 see it. I'm doing something new. See it. I'm doing something great. This is the word for us today. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it's true. We thank you that it still remains true today. God, your word is relevant. We don't need to be relevant because your word is relevant. So God, would you just speak to us? Would you open up hearts, Holy Spirit, even greater? We love you. We bless you. We thank you so much for this, God. We thank you for what you're going to do in the new year. May we step into this new year with your promises and with your truth. We love you. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody says, come on, everybody says, amen, amen, amen. Stepping into the new. You ever bought anything new? Every hand should go up. We all just got a bunch of new stuff for Christmas. If you didn't, come talk to me. I'll buy you something so we're all on the same page. Kidding. Rachel's like upstairs hearing that like, no. Stepping into, I, I, I don't know if you know this about me. Um, if you call this place home, I kind of like clothes. <laughs> Jordan says it all the time. We're family. So I'm going to be family here this morning. If this offends you in any way, I'm really sorry. Um, but I like clothes, right? <laughs> Rachel's like, I want to get you a gift. But she sometimes gets me a gift that she likes. <laughs> and, I, and she's like, but you just want clothes. And I'm like, that's my love language. So I got these jeans one time. I got these amazing jeans. They felt so good and put them on. And I wore them day after day after day after day. I mean, I wore these jeans probably for two years straight, every day, the same pair. Rachel's like, you're going to wash those things? I was like, no, I ain't going to wash these things. And so I wore them every single day for two years straight. And then I began to notice something that happened. <laughs> Sorry if this offends you, but I don't know another way to say it. I started to know a draft happening in places that I'm not going to say, but if we can all use our adult brains, we know what we're talking about. I started to notice a hole in an area wasn't the best place to have a hole. Can we be family here? If this, I'm sorry if this is your first time and you're like, I'm never coming back. That guy's a nutcase. I remember feeling this like draft happening, and I remember pulling up my jeans, and I was like, oh, no. I have a hole in my jeans. And this wasn't like a little hole. This was a big hole. But had you know that that wasn't going to stop me. <laughs> I'm going to wear those jeans even if they got a hole in them. I used to get out of the house and be like, Rach, can you see the hole? And she'd be like, JP, stop. I got so many more things to worry about than that. But I kept wearing them. I loved them so much. They were my jeans. <laughs> and then there was a Sunday where I completely forgot that I was going to have to sit on a stool for part of the message. A stool with the jeans on, with the hole in a place that is not the best place to have a hole. So I show up to the Sunday morning, and I see the stool, and I was like, oh, no. I should have worn my new jeans. <laughs> and I remember sitting on the stage with, like, this posture. The whole time, and Rachel got done, she said, you have your jeans on with your hole in them. And I said, yeah. She was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. 
How many of you know I had new jeans because she went out and bought me new jeans? But I chose to put on those jeans because I felt more comfortable in them. I felt better in them. I felt like they fit me better. I felt like I, I was used to them. I felt more at ease with them. I know that's a silly, dumb story, right? Jeans, JP, seriously, we're in a church. Come on. But I wonder if in 2018 and into 2019, some of you are carrying some stuff into 2019 that still has some holes in them. You're carrying stuff, or better yet, you want to wear, you want to carry, you want to bring in stuff into 2019 that God is saying, this is old stuff. This is old stuff. This is stuff that's done. This stuff has so many holes in it. Let it go and leave it and let me make you whole. Hello. That's a good word. Let me leave this stuff that you're trying to fulfill and let me make you whole in Jesus' name. This passage of Scripture is so profound, and I love it, and I think it's for us today because, you know, tomorrow, I think tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Tomorrow, we're all going to be with friends. We're all going to be with family. Everyone's going to be celebrating. Everyone's going to be happy and high-fiving everybody. And, you know, midnight comes, and we're going to be so excited, and everybody's just going to be, oh, my goodness, it's the best day ever. But some of you have already begun to write out your goals, right? Anybody a planner, goal setter? right? Dreamer. My hand's up. You've begun to write out, oh, in 2019, I'm going to do this. And this next year, I'm going to be determined to maintain this. I'm going to pick up this new habit. They're New Year's resolutions, right? We all know them. We all have them, hopefully. Some of you are like, I don't know what that is. Ask your neighbor later. But you know, I was reading recently, and it was kind of funny that Business Insider, I was reading this week, and it said that 80% 80% of New Year's resolutions that people set by February 1st will be done. <laughs> we are such a nation of people of determination. <laughs> by February 1st, the things that you write out, the things that you're like, I'm going to desperately do this, don't happen after January 31st. <laughs> I'm part of it. I'm the same person. We write out all these goals, and we write all these resolutions, and we want to have them. I wonder today if if we didn't just write out goals, but if we looked at the promises and the commands of God to carry us into 2019. Goals aren't bad. I have them. Resolutions aren't bad. They're good. But I wonder if we can be people that focus more on the promises of God and the commands of what God would have for us as his people, then focusing on ourselves and what we think we need to do or accomplish. Hey, I'm not doing that thing that you want to do. I'm doing something new. Hey, Jay, that promise and that thing, or that goals and the resolutions, you're writing down the things that you want. That's fine, but I'm going to do something better than what you think you're going to do. Does anybody believe this to be about our God? He's saying today, hey, 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 write down stuff. Do that. Why don't you first focus on what I'm saying to you for this year? Why don't you open up this to know what I have to say for this year so that you can find hope, you can find promises, you can find life and life abundant, you can find dreams and you can find passions and desires that you didn't even know you had inside of you. Why don't you first come and set a resolution with me so that I can see you through 2019? I'm doing a new thing, stepping into it. I want today to look at this passage of scripture, and I just want to teach us for a moment some things that God carried out in my heart, because I believe if we can see these things, if we can understand what this passage is saying, and we can take these promises, I really believe 2019 will be an awesome year for you. 
that was a really good, like, like if there was one time this year to say amen, like, like, what if I was like, God's got just some terrible things for you as a pastor? You know, I'll be not, you would not be sitting here. <laughs> That's a word from heaven. God's got some incredible, awesome, amazing, beautiful, profound, supernatural things for you this year. Can I speak that over your life? Some of you are like, I think so. I don't even know if I believe this stuff, but it's awesome. Just receive it because I believe it for your life too more than you believe it. Bless you all. But I, I look at this passage of Scripture and I think of in order to step into the new, the new things that God wants to do, we need to let go of the old thing. We need to let go of the old things. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us see the new things. Right? And then we need to trust God's power to be the thing that actually sees this through. Yeah? First thing today that I just want to touch on this passage of Scripture is we got to forget the old. we got to forget the old. Oh, this is just a New Year's message. Just forget everything that happened in 2018 and step into the new. Yeah, kind of. Right? But it's profoundly interesting to me how this passage is written, that he shares all these amazing things. Right? And then he says, forget them. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm not one to easily let things go that I hold on to. Clearly, my jeans. I had a car one time, an SUV, a truck, a forerunner. It was awesome. It was, my met. it was the best car in the world. And it was a gift, really. It was a true gift to me. It was my, like, second car ever. I got it, and I should have never been able to get it. And I, I worked really hard, and I got it. And it was a gift, right? Can I just share this? We're family here. And I got this amazing SUV, and it was awesome, and it was like, my truck, right? I'm a man. <laughs> it's my SUV. <laughs> I loved it in the snow. It helped me a lot. And then I got a job <laughs> where I started to travel a lot. How many of you know that SUVs and travel don't go together? Like maybe today, but back then in 2010, the gas prices? No, 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 no. You weren't considering driving 35,000 miles on an SUV, right? And so I sat down one day and I was like, but I really love this truck. <laughs> I'm not giving this thing up. And my dad's like, well, then you should go see what the new cars are like and what you can afford and what you can spend right now. And I said, okay, I'll go. And I went to the dealership. And they said, JP, there's this new car, but you're going to have to trade that old car in. And I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, you're not going to be able to get this thing new that you really need because the amount of driving you're doing, you're going to kill yourself in gas costs, right? I know this is a story, but I said, no, I don't want to. Can I just keep both of them? <laughs> Can I keep them? I just want to keep both of them. Nobody else is like this in life. Thank you, Ryan, because the rest of y'all are awesome. I was like, I don't want to give this up. I want this truck. I need this truck, and I don't. I... And the guy said to me, you got to trade this thing in. I remember handing the keys over to him, like crying. He took the truck, and I got a Camry. <laughs> SUV, Camry. But I was like, man, these gas costs are awesome. This is, I'm saving so much money. It's amazing. I didn't want to give up that truck. But giving it up, I gained something brand new. And it actually helped me a lot. It saved a lot for me. It was a good, brand new thing. I didn't have to worry about repairing a bunch of stuff that I was fixing on my truck constantly. It was brand new. But I didn't want to give up that truck. But in order to get the new, I had to give up the old. Okay? In order to let go of the old to gain the new, I had to say, this is not the best thing for me 
right now. You know, a translation also says in this passage of Scripture, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator and King. I am the Lord who opened up a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candlewick. And then this translation says this, but forget all that. But forget about it, right? Forget about it. Like, wait, hold on a second, Isaiah. You're talking about a profoundly impactful moment in Scripture. A, a supernatural moment. A moment if you're there watching this happen and seeing the people of God being pursued and the, by, the, by the Egyptian army and then all of a sudden the ocean opens up and they walk across the, the, the Red Sea and, and then they're chasing them and it closes on them. Does anybody else think that's crazy? What do you mean, Isaiah? To forget about that. Whoa, I don't want to forget about that. He says it. Forget about it. Another translation says, stop going over old history. This is scripture. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We're supposed to build my life on scripture. Yes, we are. But why are you saying, Isaiah, to forget about that moment, to forget about those things? Because he wants us to live in new power today. Okay, I'm going to help somebody here because this helped me this week. Right? I, I read this, and I'm, it's confusing. Anybody else confused right now? If you want to be honest. Thank you, Ryan, again. We're going to have a Bible study together after this service. I read this, and I'm like, those are awesome things that God did. He, he, he split the sea. And then you say, forget about it. Why? Why? He's not saying forget about his faithfulness. He's not saying forget about how good he is. He's not saying forget about how great and powerful and awesome he is. What he's saying is, is hey, if you keep focusing on that, you're going to miss what I'm doing today. Come on. You're going to miss what I'm doing right here today. I got to get you off of the old stuff, and I got to get you into the present stuff. Oh, man, this is good. What do you mean? The power of God is available today. The new power of God is available for your life today. So you got to think, okay, I got to get rid of the old idea of who God was in order to get. No, you got to remember his faithfulness. People of God, remember who he was and how strong and mighty he was. But today, today, call upon the name that saves and watch the power of God come today. Can I be honest? Some of you in this room, you're still living off of a miracle from five years ago. Some of us in the room, I'm a church kid. Pray for me. But I, I, I get around people sometimes, they're like, revival back in 1980. That was the good year, 1980, that revival. And it was. I'm not downplaying it at all. But I hear them all the time. They're like, oh, 1976, tent meeting, powerful stuff. And I'm like, Yeah. I wish I could have been there. But what about 2018? What if we had a tent meeting today because God wants to pour out His Spirit today? Why aren't we talking about what God's doing today? Here He goes. Here I go. This is good. He's saying, hey, you, gotta, you, you don't forget about my character and my strength, but just stop, stop sitting there and be like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for saving us. But today, I don't know what this is. We're, we're, we're in trouble. 
No, the power of God is today. So some of you need to stop thinking about what he did 10 years ago and start thinking about what he's doing today. The reason why you're in a rut, the reason why you can't overcome is because you're thinking about what you went through 10 years ago. Can I be honest? This is in my notes. Not only does he want you just to dwell on his power today, he wants to let you, he wants to have you let go of the things that have happened to you in 2018. Okay, all right, all right. Some of you, you're 2019, you're going to miss out if you carry bitterness, offense, hate, anger, resentment, pride, selfish ambition. You want me to keep going down the line? This is also for me. We're all family here, right? But some of you are saying, you know what, I can carry this old stuff into the new stuff. And God's saying you to you today, hey, if you want my power to come alive today in your life, let go of that stuff and take on the newness of Christ. Take it on today. Let that stuff go. Hey, if somebody hurts you, I'm sorry. If somebody's done something nasty to you, I'm really sorry. But you don't live by that. See, because it says his mercies are new every day. His forgiveness power, his forgiving power washes over you today. You know what offense is? I say it all the time. It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Like, oh, drink it. Die. No, you're dying. Guys. I've been thinking about this all week. Literally, my breath right now, it's a gift. And some of you are just like, no, I'm breathing on my own. Let's all take a breath together. One, two, three. A gift. You don't know if the next breath's coming. You don't. We play like we do. We act like we do. We hold on to offense like we do. We hold on to bitterness like we do. We hold on to anger like we do. We hold on to all those things that Satan would want you to hold on to, thinking that you have another breath coming. Instead of thinking, right now, in this moment, this is the only breath I got. Why would I waste my breath on stuff that's not going to help me? Why would I waste my breath on the old? When I got something new today, this is a good word. This is really good. Guys, maybe some of you need to let go of some, some jobs. Maybe you need to let go of some relationships. Maybe you're dating. Maybe it's a friendship. Whatever the case may be. Maybe some of you need to let go of something that God has been speaking to you. To say, hey, if you would just let this go and see my power, you're going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed at what I'm going to do in your life got to let go of the old. Is this encouraging us this morning? We're almost done. Almost done. A couple things here. He says, hey, forget about it all. Forget it. Don't forget God's character. Don't forget how good he was, but stop living on the miracle of yesterday. Can we be a church that doesn't live on the miracles of yesterday? They build us, but we don't live on them today. We live on the today miracle. This is, this is a, can I be honest? This is a, I'm going, that like I'm not going to be honest with you guys. <laughs> Can I be honest? And you're all like, no. And I'll be like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. This is a faith shift. This, this is a faith shift. Where you say, okay, you were faithful. I trust you. We sing about songs all the time. You were faithful to the end. You're going to be faithful to the end. And I believe that. It builds my faith. But this is a faith shift that, shift that today there is new power. The old is gone. The new has come. The old is gone, the new has come. And the second thing that I want to share is this, that I get from this passage that Jesus, that Isaiah says is, we got to see the new. we got to see the new. Have you ever seen something for the first time and been in awe? Yeah, my wife. 
I really hope that makes it to her ears at some point this week. <laughs> She's like, oh, babe. No, but for real, my wife. But I, I saw the Grand Canyon for the first time not a couple, just a few years back. Never seen it. Seen in pictures, I'm like, it's a stupid big hole. <laughs> Some of you are judging me right now. It's fine. <laughs> like, why do I want to go see a massive hole in the ground? <laughs> I'll dig one and be like, look, great, here's the hole. <laughs> She's like, You're, you know, why do you always have, I don't know. So we show up to the Grand Canyon, and can I be honest? I was fighting tooth and nail because we were on vacation, and we woke up at 4 in the morning to drive to the Grand Canyon. Who does that on vacation? My wife. <laughs> I love her. We show up, and you can't really see much. It's just a parking lot, right? And I'm like, what are we doing here? And then we start to walk, and we start to get closer, and you can kind of feel the buzz about what's about to happen. And I take a step down this thing, and all of a sudden I see it, right? And Rachel saw my face just be like, what in the world is this? It was overwhelming. It was, it, it was, anybody else ever been there? It's breathtaking, right? You're like, whoa, this ain't just a hole. <laughs> this is beauty. This is profoundly impactful. Seeing something new stirs something in you, right? It, it builds something in you. It, 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 it overwhelms you. And then what I love about Jesus and throughout Scripture, the God of Israel, he doesn't just say, hey, I'm going to do something. What he says is something impactful. He says, see it. Oh, okay. Let me, let me teach you for a second. He doesn't say, hey, I'm just going to do it. He says, watch me work. He says, watch me go to work. See what I'm about to do. See the things that I'm about to do. What he's saying to people is, I'm not just a God that commands stuff and it, 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 you just hope it's going to happen. He commands it and he says, watch it happen. We can see God move. Anybody thankful that we get to see God move in our lives? That we get to see God's power work in our lives? That we get to see His miracle working power happen in our lives? He says, see it. He says, look. Another translation says, behold. Behold, I am doing a new thing. I love that God just... Isn't a God that's like, hey, guys, I'm going to take care of it all. You just sit back, relax. You know, I got it. I got it under control, right? He wants to bring us into this thing. That, that's a really awesome thing about God. Okay, let me help you. <laughs> the God of creation that's created everything, that's created you, says, come here. I want to bring you into this story. I want you to sit right next to me, and I want you to watch what I'm about to do. I want you to see what I'm about to do because I want to build your faith for what's to come. You're going to let go of the old so that you can see the new, JP? Yes, God, I want to let go of the old stuff. I want to let go of the nasty stuff so that I can see the new stuff today because he's got some work to do today in this city. See the new. See the new. I want to see it, God. I don't want to be stuck. Because when Satan blinds you, he can kill you. So what would Satan want? We believe in Jesus. We believe in Satan here. What would Satan want for your life? To blind you. To put a blindfold over your eyes. Joseph, come here, come here, come here. We don't have much time. See, can you put this on? It's a beautiful thing. I have no idea what that is. 
sleeping mask. Only the best here at Oasis Church Chicago. See, come here, come here, come here. Satan would want to blind you. He'd want to blind you. Because when he blinds you, all you can see is the old stuff. Shame, pain, guilt, sorrow, abandonment, left out, kicked out. Just put, put whatever in your life you know, right? I'm, I'm making sense here, right? Satan would want to blind you. Because if he can blind you, then you have no direction for your life. You walk aimlessly about, it says in Scripture and in Isaiah. So if you're blinded and you're not seeing what God is doing, you could take one step. Don't step because I don't, I don't have insurance. But you would take a step off of the stage, maybe land properly, most likely not. The stage was a little higher and he didn't know what was below him. He's not going to step the right way. He'd be hurt. What Jesus says is, hey, yo, take it off. Look what I'm doing to you. You see the things in front of you, the traps and the snares that Satan would have for you? I'm not going to get you trapped and snared by that stuff. I want you to see the goodness of me. I want you to see the promises of me. I want you to see my faithfulness today. I want you to see my power today. Is this making sense to anybody? Because this is what Jesus does. He says, take it off and see. Look at what I'm doing today. Thank you. He doesn't say just close your eyes and wish it. Open your eyes, my children. I got something new for you today. I got something great for you today, and this is the last thing. Hope this is encouraging you. We forget, Philippians says, forget the old, press on to the new. You forget the past and keep going. Keep going. You want to, I got two minutes. This is a scripture for my life that I really had to focus on. Satan will try to, and he still tries to, blind me. Past mistakes, past regrets. Past things that I've done. I can't tell you how many times throughout 2018 even that, that Satan would try to be like, hey, this is who you were. Did you forget about this? And I would get into my closet of prayer and I'd get into the place. That's a weird phrase of saying in the church, just my time alone with God. And I would get there and I'd just be like, God, Take it off of my eyes. I want to see the newness of you. I want to see me as a brand new creation. God, you've called me to be brand new. You said that the old is gone and the new has come. I'm not going to let some voice of the evil one proclaim anything else over my life. I am brand new today in Jesus' name. Some of you, if you're going to go into 2019, you need to get on your face before God and say, God, help me to see the brand new today. I'm not going to look at what I once was. I'm not going to look at who I was, even if it was yesterday. I am brand new today because his mercies are new. New every day. Every day. Last thing is this. God's power brings it through. If you're going to let go of the old and you're going to see the new, then you got to trust that it's only by God's power that he's actually going to see it through. Hello. He says, hey, I'm going to make... I'm going to make some amazing things happen. I'm going to bring roads and and rivers and places that that you can't imagine. I'm going to bring a river to a desert and roads and wastelands and and, and things you can't even think about. I'm going to do it, my people. I love that he doesn't say, hey, guys, (laughs) I'm going to split the sea for you here in this moment. Remember the old stuff? Right? This is how good God is. Catch this. This is going to help. He doesn't say, hey, remember all my faithfulness. Remember how good I was. Remember that I split the seat. Guys, I'm going to do that right now. And they're all standing in a desert. <laughs> Thank you. That was a lot more funny in my head. Catch this. He says all those things about what he did when they were in front of a sea, and now they're in front of a desert. And he doesn't say, hey, I'm going to split the seas, because they all would have been like, 
You guys see a sea here? Does anybody else see water here? Oh, I see a sand. <laughs> I'm confused. No, no, no. He says, hey, today, I'm going to show you my new power. Oh, this is so good. I'm going to show you my new grace. I'm going to make a way for you where there doesn't seem to be a way. I'm going to put a river in a desert and roads in a wasteland. I'm going to make it happen today because this is how much I love my children, that today I'm giving you fresh power, fresh anointing, fresh grace. I'm going to close with this. Someone can come take this. You know, Rach and I started this church a while back, and we, we stepped out with some amazing friends of ours, and we started to see God move. I mean, we were so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. There were seven of us, and we stepped out, and we said, God, we want to come to the, one of the biggest cities in Chicago. Like, why don't we pick somewhere smaller than this? A lot easier. And we just said, God, we're going to trust you for new power today. I remember saying it to Rachel. We're going to trust him for new power today. But in the meantime, we're going to remember what he has done. And, I, guys, we, I'm being real personal here. We kept, we kept the journal, Rachel and I. And right now, I think it's 14 or 15 page Word document on my computer of every single miracle that God did starting in January of 2016. Okay? 14 pages. I looked at it yesterday. I think 14 pages. Single spaced. Some of you are like, you put double, triple space on there. Stop trying to critique God. He's that good that he'll give us single space miracles. Does that even make sense? 14 pages. Time and time again. We were talking back there. Jordan, Jordan said to the team, before all this, and this stuff is cool. We love this stuff, but it's not important. Right? But before this, we were meeting a little coffee shop, and we were carrying in a, like a husky box with some shredded cords and a little mixer board, and hopefully the speakers would work, fingers crossed. Right? That's where we started. But guys, I can't wake up every day going, man, God, just give me the husky box with some shredded cords and a little mixer. God, bring one person in to our church today. God, you, you were good back then. Can you do it again? No, what I have to wake up every single day is say, my God is so good that he's going to make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. He's not going to bring in one person. He's going to bring in 100 people to hear the goodness of God. Their lives are going to be transformed. They're going to receive grace like never before. I'm not going to believe my God for a husky case. I'm going to believe my God for a building so that we can change this city from the inside out because our God is so good. Come on. He is so good that he makes a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. He gives life where there is death. He gives hopes where there is discouragement. He builds faith in every single places of our lives. God, I don't know about you, but I need to give God some praise in 2019. Come on. Come on, let's worship him today. Let's stand to our feet.